0: the following podcast is recorded and produced by the podcast precinct and affiliation with the network at bicbp-radio.com the podcast precinct consistency creativity
1: culture let's talk but no politics okay proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance chirac who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay here on the BICBP Radio Network. I am your host, Andrew Lenz. And before we get into today's episode, here is a message from our sponsor. My buddy. My buddy and kid sister, it's sold separately from Play School. All right, so with us today, coming in as a guest once again, so this is going to be always a great time, Mr. Derek Jaws from, you're up there now where I just say, many podcasts here on the network.
0: (laughs) Uh, Hide your kids, hide your wife, boys and girls, we're going to have some fun. This has got common debauchery written all over it.
1: Yes. And uh we are doing kind of I think it's kind of nostalgic little t- childhood thing where I feel that everybody always has that one friend that once you get to know that person and they mention this friend's name in a story it goes from not this not this story again to oh my goodness this is going to be good. So we are picking that one yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever you mention his name in a story to somebody else, they know it is going to be great.
0: Oh man, this is a great topic, and like I, for some reason in my life, I just gravitate to these people. Um, I always like even back in like high school and stuff. I had I had that one friend that like you always just did stupid shit with, and it was just really really funny because you know my parents always kind of knew. Like my parents always just had this idea that like they knew when I said, "Oh, I'm going to hang out with," uh, like in this case with, with Stroka, they'd be like, "Don't die," <laughs> and like and uh, like obviously these like the the person you do the stupid shit with changes as you get older and friend groups change and the type of stupid gets uh gets different so i have i I think i have probably three maybe four particular people that my brand of stupid went really well with um and i can't wait to get into this this is gonna be great
1: yeah I, i have a couple i have a couple that were out there mostly mostly friends that i made in elementary school like you said through middle school and then knew them all the way up until high school. And then as we got older, things, things kind of got changed. We went our different ways in some ways sometimes, but still the story is always good no matter what in every aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So who is, who is one of your friends that just, you get. Can... You can uh, change the name if you need to. I'm going
0: to start with the, this is the first guy. I mentioned his name already. His last name is Stroka and that is actually his last name. And I can, I can say it and use it because we are still like distant friends, but I'm not overly worried about him hearing this. And like the stories that me and him have together aren't so insane that like, you know, you're talking about like drinking and other stupid college things. So like, I'm not really overly worried about it impacting him in a way that, you know, if it gets heard by the wrong person could cause him a problem because the stories just aren't like that. We were in high school, you know, and, and to, to kind of predicate that I didn't drink in high school. I'm a professional since I left high school, but I didn't drink at all in high school. Like I would even go to parties with guys from the football team or whatever. And if like, even if they drank, like I just didn't, it just wasn't my thing. So this kid and I, we used to play, we called it, we, I, we called it playing jackass and it, it wasn't for any clout. It wasn't for, we didn't film it. We didn't put it on YouTube. We just tried to do the stupidest and most dangerous shit we could and like it became such a common thing for us that like something stupid or dangerous would happen in normal everyday life and what like whoever it happened to would look at the other one and be like jackass approved jackass approved <laughs> and I, like so one of the one of the best ones like we decided uh the one day we like, we were playing roller hockey in my driveway and we decided we were gonna race up the driveway because I was like, dude, I'm totally a faster skater than you. Now I'm wearing like the Walmart special three ratchet strap like plastic rollerblades and my man's got like speed skates on and that's going to come into play in an, into a later story with him. But we go blazing up my driveway and we're, we're racing because we're like, okay, it's going to be too dangerous to race toward the street because if you can't stop, you're going to hit by a car. So we're going to race from the street, like from the mouth of my driveway into my garage. Garage was empty. We just put the hockey net away and we go go fly into into my garage and like he beat me by like a half stride at best and he was able to just like kind of turn and slam on the brakes well my old trash ass Walmart rollerblades like I tried to turn and I had so much momentum going because I was a bigger dude back then I tried to turn my skate started to stop but my body kept going and I hit the back wall of my garage flat on my back and ended up landing on a wood pile and I just sat there was like. Oh, Jesus. And he goes, Oh my God, dude. Are you? I'm like, jackass approved. And he goes, Holy fuck, jackass approved. And I'm like, it was just one of those things. My dad came running outside. He's like, The hell did you just do? And we're like, we explained it to him and he was like, stroke. I think it's time to go home. <laughs> the kid just like, Okay, Mr. J and just skated out of my driveway and skated home.
1: Mine is, uh, mine is my friend Dave. I've known him since the fourth grade. We were friends from the fourth grade all the way. We still are friends today, just not, like you said, more distance friends than anything. If I'm in town, I'll hang out with him and stuff like that. But I think one of the things where I knew this kid wasn't right was one time like he just I don't know if he had a death wish or adrenaline rush or something of that nature. We were a little bit older and we were down at the local Toys R Us when you could actually, you know, kind of hang out at a all. And stuff like that, <laughs> and we were down there, and you know, you go into Toys R Us, you could play the games, check check out the latest for the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. That's how long. Oh
0: hell yeah, those those are the best.
1: How long ago this was? Well, he noticed a guy by the computer games, and the guy looked a little suspicious, so he was like, "Hey." Andy let's uh let's like track this guy And I'm like Dave no let's not not get into anything let's I was always a more cautious friend (laughs) because because I would have to answer to my mother in case something crazy went down so and I would rather you know not do that and so he's he's trying to like follow this guy and come to find out the guy stole the game so Dave follows him outside and of course I go too because I'm with Dave and he's like hey buddy, hey buddy, do, do, do you got something in your coat? Do, do you got something in your coat? And then here comes this like, and he's doing it not only outside but in the store and the Toys R Us employees are looking at him. And the guy did steal a game and he, the guy's like, shut up kid, shut up, shut up. And he's like, he's like, why'd you take that? I think you got something. I don't think it belongs to you. <laughs> 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 like doing that like paired thing where he's like, where he's like, shut up, shut, shut, shut up. Like, But he just keeps on going after after this guy and going after this guy until he just like drops the game out of like his coat.
0: That's fantastic.
1: That's when he started doing that too, going, hey, buddy, I think you dropped this. I think you dropped this. I think you dropped this. Oh, man, that's awesome.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic.
1: He was good at egging on people too, because one time we skipped school and then I had this friend, Joe, and Joe was kind of like straight laced, never really did, would never really do anything crazy. (sighs) And I think he was the one of the few kids that had a Sega Saturn, and we were inside. Ah,
0: oh, the good old days of Sega Saturn.
1: Yes, and we were inside
0: Sears. Like nine games,
1: only one was good. Yeah, we were inside Sears, and the the classic video game bargain bin. Bin when you could just throw a game. Into a bin, and nobody would, you wouldn't have to really worry about somebody stealing it. There was some game in there, and Dave, like, kind of egged him on. He was like, Joe, you ain't going to take that. And he's like, No, I'm not going to steal. Well, he got, I don't know how he did it, but he got to the point where we, Dave and I walked away, and then all of a sudden, my friend Joe came running after us. Like I said, Joe was not the most stealthiest kid when it came to doing something bad. And (laughs) as we're about to leave the store, He yelled it, but I don't think anybody heard it because it was kind of serious during the day. Nobody was really there. He's like, "Guys, we stole the a 2nd We're like, shut up, shut up!" <laughs> don't
0: be cool, nerd. God damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dave got him to the point where he was like, "You ain't. I'm just gonna take it because that's how it is." Dave was real good at that. Real that's good. We did a lot of dumb stuff. He had a creek behind his house and his neighbor was a trucker and gave us like the windbreaker on top of a truck and we figured out that it could float so we took it and put it into it was this this creek was our creek creek depending on where you're from in the world, the united states uh was pretty hot so you could so you could float down there well we didn't think about the big like u shape in the front where there wasn't a whole lot of space and then he called his dog onto it and then his dog got kind of scared and unbalanced it and we sunk that thing right to the bottom and we just stood in this filthy nasty creek for like two hours and oh. this is this is when we're real young and we're like why are we doing this we also because there was a slope going down in his backyard and when that would freeze over even if it looked like it was frozen enough over we would take the sled to slide down his back over this creek and then go up and there was an occasion where it wasn't frozen all the way
0: and so you could say you were on thin ice huh yes
1: yeah, so i know uh-huh. what it uh-huh. and i was <laughs> standing in freezing cold water a couple of times because <sighs> dave is like five foot seven like the little five foot seven blonde haired kid that thinks oh, yeah. like way bigger than what he's supposed to be so here i am i was always bigger than him and he's like come on baby go down this line i'm like i don't think i want to do that i don't think that's fr- i don't think that's frozen over because i had that mother too that also told you like the wackiest stories on the face of the earth to get- oh
0: yeah the old the, the the old wives tales to scare you
1: yeah like don't hide in the leaves because somebody's gonna run you over uh don't go on don't go on ice because you're gonna fall through and you're gonna die like the the worst case scenarios my mom absolutely it's like worst case scenario so there was just certain situations i didn't want to do so i didn't want to go across the ice but i did and i ended up going through the ice and (laughs) staying once again in frozen water that's awesome he was he was a very uh I wouldn't say persuasive, but kind of like the, the little kid on a Christmas story with the triple dog there and call you a baby and everything else.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. That was, listen, I, I was never the one that went and sought out the stupid shit, but as soon as there was stupid shit to be done, I was all in. It took literally no convincing at all. So, like, uh, the same kid, Stroka, we, he lived like five doors down from, I don't even know what it is. It's, it's a business of some kind, but it's like it looks industrial, but only kind of like, like, but it's like more office industrial. I don't know. But they have a huge parking lot and that parking lot would get plowed and they would just plow all the snow to one side off the edge of the parking lot. Well, after a typical Buffalo winter, that snow pile was 12 feet high and you know on one end you jumped off it or you uh, not jumped off it like you climbed up on like the more flat side and then you went sledding down the backside where it was more like an actual hill and a little more of a slope than a straight down well the one day it snowed pretty good and they like me and him were over there we were dicking around and sledding down things and like his his little sister was there and I was standing on the top and I looked and I was like I I think I like dropped like my sled slid down without me or something like that and he looks at me and he goes just jump down who cares I was like dude it's like 12 feet high he's like oh do it pussy so I didn't just jump down I Randy Macho Man Savage esque elbow dropped my way down because I was like oh jump down huh I'll do you one better and here we go flying elbow drop off the 12 foot mount snow, which sounds bad enough because at some point there's just a normal layer of snow on the ground, right? No, I found the random ice chunk that had fallen off the mound of snow that I was jumping off of. So when I came down, it went up under my armpit and into my ribs and it knocked the wind out of me like an idiot. And he was like, that was awesome. I'm like, you're an asshole. He's like, "You, you didn't have to like I told you to jump. I didn't tell you to do a like a wrestling move off the top rope, like you dumbass. We're
1: going go big. Let's go big home.
0: We go big tonight. Like I mean, that's and that's really like my biggest issue is I I was never gonna be told that I, I I was a wuss or that I was scared or you know if you said jump I said okay elbow drop if you said you know kick that door down I said I'll run through with my shoulder you know I, I bet you can't break this with your fist yeah I bet I can do it with my head. Like that was me. I I was the consummate. All you had to do is tell me I was going to be a wuss, or tell me to do something, and I would find a way to make it more in some way, like more dumber. Really, is what we're more
1: stupidish. Like the Marty McFly of your friends, pretty much. Like the minute they called you like Marty McFly, once they call him chicken, it's it's over with. He's going to do it.
0: Yeah, that was that was me, man. I was you know, and that was so. That same kid, and this is my last one with him that I can think of off the top of my head, and then we'll get to the more of the uh, adult versions of things.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we, again, we're playing hockey, and this is the story where he, he, the type of skate that he has versus the type of skate that I have comes into play. uh We're getting done playing hockey. His brother was going, who brought the net in his truck, was going back to his house, and we were going back to my buddy Stroka's house, and so we're like, all right, well, we help them load loaded in and everything and he's like oh i would drop you guys off but i don't really have room for both of you and i'm like that's bs but whatever so we start skating back from the school parking lot that we're hanging that we were playing hockey in and we go over the train tracks we're going down the hill we turn down onto his street and we're probably like a quarter mile half mile somewhere in there not maybe a little bit more than that but like close to a mile from his house (coughs) so we start down (laughs) excuse me and his sister drives by us and she slows down she's like hey you guys want to ride And my buddy goes, no, just roll down the back windows. We'll hang on. So he hangs on to the passenger side. I hang on to the driver's side and she starts going and he's like, come on, go faster. Come on, go faster. So I'm watching the speedometer on this car go like 5, 10, 20, 35, somewhere around 30 my feet started getting the unstable shakies and right as she hit 35 my feet took each other out bare minimum I had the wherewithal to let go of the car and the car was going fast enough that it got away from me so I didn't risk like my head getting crushed under the back tires and I took the most epic header full full gainer that you ever saw my not like I could see the knuckles in my hand because there was no skin I was wearing my dad's like Buffalo Bills AFC championship sweatshirt that had a little bit of paint on it so he didn't wear it for a ton of nice things he didn't wear it ever again because it was shredded from me hitting the asphalt at 35 miles an hour. I had those like swishy like windbreaker pants on they were melted swishy windbreaker pants at that point like the the scars on my knees oh, I was brutal. I would beat to hell. My buddy never had that issue because the just the free spinning wheel bearings on his speed skates just let him freaking hang out Hit, to the point that his sister like saw me fall. She started to stop. He let go of the car and had to like wait for his momentum to slow down so he could turn and like not bite it and come back to me to see if I was okay. Like he's like, "Yeah, I just ended up like down by the house. I had to come back." And I'm like, "I think I'm dying. Call my parents." So so she popped her trunk. I sat in her the rest of the way back to their house we got to that and this was because this was pre-cell phone we called my parents my parents came and picked me up and I was just like i don't i don't even know where i am right now and like this, this poor girl was like oh my god they're gonna sue us but like they, they really didn't have a ton like you know and but we were never those people like ah like yeah. listen I did something stupid we're not gonna sue you because i am an idiot and uh you know th- that was you know let's do this okay like hey jaws do you think this is a bad idea yeah this is a terrible idea let's do it in sold let's go
1: Fact that you still got into the car, I was like, I'm just gonna sit in the trunk after I don't really have, I have melted pants. And
0: oh yeah, I just, I just plopped my ass in the trunk and hung out the back, and just like, yeah, I just listen. If I fall again, run me over. I don't want to fucking remember this. <laughs> I was, I was in rough shape that day.
1: I had a, I had a friend Charlie that was like the daredevil when it came to sports, and we were playing football one time, and we mostly he 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 was kind of like. The friend at my grandmother's house, like when we went to my grandmother's house, we knew where he lived, and that's how I knew we were coming over. So driveway to driveway, those were the end zones, and driveways are obviously paved. So you don't normally... Dive, or a normal person would be like, "This is gonna hurt." Well, Charlie was the only kid that I knew that if you if you hung it and you laid it out a little bit more for him, he would lay out to get the ball on just straight concrete driveway, and then just come up. And then he would just get the ball, and then just flip it back to you, and keep on playing, even though he just laid out in the driveway.
0: That that's a special kind of kind of savage. I
1: well, we found out that it's in the in his DNA because, uh-huh. like I said, my his his family's always lived in the same neighborhood where my grandmother lived. So I was we were telling my uncle, and he was like, "Is that Charlie Elledge?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He said, "Okay." Yeah, th- those, those people, when it comes to sports are a special breed. He said, I remember when his like mother's cousins came and they were like talking to my uncle and they said, Hey, you want to play football? And he's like, yeah, we- we'll play street football. And he's like, are we going to play two hand touch or tackle? And my uncle was like, we are going to play two hand touch since we're. <laughs> 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 it, was like, those were the, it was the only time in my life anybody has ever asked me to play tackle in the street. This is the only other time we did anything crazy where I know how you feel. We, what you said when the ice hit your ribs was when we play five yard bump after a plow or um, sideline bumps when a plow would come through. And you would think it'd be that nice white fluffy snow, but it's not. It's like
0: that hard slushy yeah. like inch and a half of ice crusted over dog shit that you fall on
1: look like a mortal Kombat of fatality at the end of it. Cause you're like, body is contorted. You're like, yeah, I think I'm just going to stay here for a minute, guys.
0: I'm just going to, just going to lay here and collect my thoughts.
1: But Charlie was the one that no matter what it was, he was going to just, just lay out every single time. Either it was skidding across there. Cause even during, <sighs> football, even when we played baseball, that was kind of like the shortstop second, second base area. And he would still do dives, dive to get the ball. And I'm like, nah, I think I'm, not gonna do that. I don't. I'm just gonna let the ball go by.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever intentionally laid out on gravel or blacktop, but I've definitely biffed it a few times. Uh, we used to play tackle football where. Or not tackle football, but we play when we played street ball like that. We played live on the sidelines, so like you could get hit onto the grass, but like nobody tackled anybody on the on the blacktop. That's fucking insane, and I appreciate it.
1: That's that's a special breed of human. Oh
0: God, yeah. That and listen, like I so like when I played football in high school, I'm pretty sure it was it was either my sophomore or my senior year. Um, I was on the kick return team at one point, and then they wanted to add like a little. They they wanted to take some of the size and add some speed to that front line. So they took the two or three offensive linemen that played off and put like like linebacker, running back type like players in there. So like tougher than your, you know, really like a receiver or a corner, but not alignment or, and like one or two smaller linemen who didn't start on the offensive line. And they were like, all right. So uh, they called me to replace me. And I was like, all right, well, fuck this. I'm going to go like blow this up to get my job back. So and instead of doing like a, basically, you know, where you count off, like, okay, I'm on this side of the kicker. So I got this guy. He's got that guy. He's got that guy. He's got that guy. He's got that guy. Got that guy and then the next row of people formed the way, Wedge, like converged to the ball form the wedge and went they wanted to do like a crossing thing where the middle guy still like picked the guy um next to the kicker and then the other they, they like you basically cross block to create a lane for the wedge up the middle and i was like all right cool so we kid the first time they kicked off i beat the guy who took my spot like i just got by him no almost untouched dude catches the ball and i look and i have between me and him is our wedge which is our two starting middle linebackers are stouting outside linebacker who's more of an edge rusher and our starting fullback and i went fuck it and i took them all on at the same time i put my head between the middle two i put my arms on the outside to like get the other two and i just tried to take this whole wedge on my just my damn self and i remember it like time stopped for like a split second we're like boom and nothing moved and all of a sudden i just felt myself start tipping back and get run the fuck over and i laid on the ground laughing my ass off and my friend's like hey man are you okay i was like let's do that again i did it three more times before they took me off the fucking, like they, they actually they didn't yell at me for doing stupid things like taking on the wedge they yelled at me for beating the guy who took my spot and i'm like shouldn't that tell you he's not fast enough to do this if i can beat him <laughs> or maybe he's not a blocker so he's not used to taking on a head-on block yeah, but yeah that was my I, I was that special breed of crazy like I said I used my body like a battering ram for the better part of my childhood
1: that's what me and Matt were just talking about with the old football uniforms and the helmets and the shoulder pads I say these are these are a toy not for anything else but to us it was ah they're still legit if you think yeah. <laughs> so it explains a lot with me as as an adult now because <laughs> we just <laughs> ram each other in the head with those things and all it absolutely. was absolutely one little web and a police And a piece of, uh, like, leather right there, so your head wouldn't hit the plastic completely. But...
0: Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. So... I, I when I went to college, I ended up having, I ended up joining a fraternity my freshman year after I stopped playing football, and I ended up meeting these guys randomly, hit it off with them, and the one dude who ended up becoming my quote unquote big brother in the fraternity, he was like that bad influence on me, but he wasn't around enough to really impact me a ton. But around that same time, uh, I ended up working for the baseball place that I still have affiliation to, and my one coworker and I became good friends. We were both the same age, we played baseball, we ended up playing together on a couple years on a couple teams um and for sake of the argument because we both are still in the realm of things i'm just going to refer to him as maverick so we realized at a very young age and this is for the uh the disclaimer yes the legal drinking age is 21 in the united states however just because it's legal or illegal doesn't mean we didn't do it so we used to play beer pong a lot when i was like 19 and 20 to the tune of like there were multiple days that we were like 51 and oh 45 and oh like just people could not beat us and we end up like we we jokingly called ourselves uh inferno x so it was our own little incantation of degeneration x and we kind of like ref, like considered ourselves like low-key degenerates and we had a, another friend uh we will just refer to him as the platoon and he uh he was a little bit younger than us, so we were like, at this point, I was like 20, he was 21, and the platoon was like 18 and just started college. So we went to go visit him down in Pitt, Bradford, and we're like, dude, this dude's playing baseball, like we're going to party with the baseball team, this will be cool, like, it'll be a lot of fun. We get down there, and he tells us he quit baseball. He's not playing anymore, he didn't, have, he didn't like it, and he's been hanging out with his fraternity. And I'm like... All right, now I had a decent experience with my fraternity because they were small. They were just trying to like they had went uh went dark back in like the eighties, and then they were just trying to recharter. So like it wasn't super intense, it wasn't crazy, there was really no hazing or anything along those lines. Well, this we went to this house for this party, and it was kind of a cool house. Like you walk in and like there's just a normal house, but then off the back, there was like a bar an attached barn that was like the party barn so we went and we go to the, like we brought our own beer and they like before the party were we walked in with a 30 rack and they're like who are these guys and our buddy platoon is like oh these are my buddies from Buffalo uh, from back home and blah blah, blah. And they're like brought their own beer <laughs> these guys can hang anytime so they start drinking our beer which, whatever, I don't care, it's beer. You know, I'm going to drink your beer later, we'll call it even. And then all of a sudden, I realized that these dudes are all bossing around my friend. And I'm like, I asked, I'm like, are you pledging? Like, are you a pledge right now? He's like, no, I'm hoping they give me a bid to pledge in the uh, in the fall. <laughs> what? It's so like, I don't know, man, like, why are you letting it go? Well, you know, because you, you kind of got to do what they say if you want to if you wanna get a bid. And then all of a sudden, like, about an hour later, I realized that he wasn't just doing what they asked, it was their bitch. The president of fraternity said he wanted taco dip. My, my boy ran to the store and bought the ingredients to make taco dip. He got back, i like, you want taco dip that bad? He's like, I don't even like taco dip. What the hell's the matter with you, son? Like, what are we doing here? So now a couple hours pass, there's a party, we get drunk, and I overhear one of the brothers say that the the public kegs are kicked and it's, you know, the, all they have left is the uh, the brother keg. What that was is they decided they if they bought six kegs for a party, they would tell people they bought five. When the five kegs were gone, they would kick everybody out except for the girls they wanted to stick around and, like, the specific people they invited, and then they tap the last keg and finish the party. Well, I found out there was more beer. <laughs> and uh, like an angry Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was not leaving till I got my beer. I tried to fight an entire fraternity that night. And the only reason we went to this party is because my man Maverick wanted to go down and visit our buddy. And I found out after the fact that he knew about the whole baseball thing and like the fraternity side of things and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I didn't think it would be that bad. And I'm like, didn't do any more research on that. Like we, we went under, com- I went under completely false pretenses. We ended up sleeping on the floor of like, It was like some girl's apartment was upstairs. The downstairs was vacant and like they forgot their keys at the party. So we like me and one girl and slept in one room on the floor and him and another girl slept on the other room on the floor and like no pillows, no blankets, like just crashed on the floor. And I'm like, this is a, this was a terrible. What, what were we doing? He goes, I don't know, man, you try. We like we would have slept upstairs, but you tried to fight the whole damn house. You made me try to fight the whole damn house. Because, of course, the whole time I'm drinking, he's in my ear about like, yo, I don't like this. I don't like the way they're treating our boy. I don't like the way. They're drinking. So I finally got drunk. And I'm like, so do something about it. He's like, no, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, oh, I don't give a. I'll fight everybody. I can give shit because drunk jaws is a mortal.
1: Yeah, that, I could do <laughs> <see> that.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: I got one with Dave. This is probably the one that we still laugh about to this day. And if we even say a word, all we got to do is say chainsaw. And we laugh our heads off because he was talking to this girl. And we were driving around and we've had some. We've (sighs) We've had some beverages where we're not completely impaired, but we've had some beverages. And he's like, oh, this girl calls me. She wants to hook up. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to go with you while you do that. And he's like, I'll buy you food. <laughs> that's how that's how you got me to do things. Was, I'll buy you food. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll go. So I don't know what it was. It was like in Wilson. This girl lived in a trailer around these other houses. Like her room was the trailer. But then there was like main houses. It was, it was very weird.
0: Sounds like a weird compound. Yeah, it's uh, probably lucky you didn't end up in a cult.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm damn lucky. So <laughs> we get in, we go into this trailer, and even then, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Cuz like I said, it's so weird. And I'm like, does she live here? He's like, no, this is just like her room and she has it with I think like a sister or something. And then she was babysitting her little brother. So I ended up babysitting this little brother. while my friend is in the back. Into where her room is, and I'm in like the tra- the living room of this trailer, and I'm watching this Buzz Lightyear show, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm a kid at heart. Sure. So, it, have you ever seen something that you weren't ready for, and then Absolutely. You, and you saw and you thought something in your head so messed up because you weren't ready for it, so it just seems like if you were to like say it, it would be completely wrong, but you're not ready for what's coming at you at that moment.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Like, I am not trying to make fun of anybody. It just was, I was not ready for what was coming. I've never been there. This was the first time I was there. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with, like, this little kid. and We're watching, like, Buzz Lightyear. The Buzz Lightyear cartoon. All of a sudden, the door swings open. I forget what the girl's name is that he's hooked up with. I'm going to say Jenny because that sounds something and she's like Johnny I caught my legs shaving and I see this head just the head and like the upper like shoulder area getting into this trailer nothing else so I'm like what the hell and all of a sudden this girl comes in but she didn't have any legs her legs were cut off at the knees and she just yelled about her legs being (laughs) cutting her legs getting shaved and all i'm thinking to myself in my head is is i i stopped myself from saying it out loud but i am thinking my head was like what the hell are you cutting your <laughs> shaving your legs? So saw, and it was just one of those moments where i wasn't ready to see that right i, I was not expecting like if you would have warned me it would have been fine was like listen he has a sister she has no legs okay cool i i mentally prepared but when you've been kind of drinking and then all of a sudden that comes at you it was so weird so that's probably like our like the wackiest one where it was more me than him but he's also fight on the peace was it no rainbow bridge rainbow bridge oh Boy, rainbow bridge
0: oh it's a good way to get thrown in a federal penitentiary yeah well this was and, and depending on where you are maybe not even in your country
1: Ah, uh, this was A little bit after post 9-11, or was it pre-9-11? No, it was post. It was post, because I was 19. So it was him and his girlfriend, me and my girlfriend at the time, and then our friend Brandon. Brandon's got some good... If if you hear Brandon, that's just the icing on the cake. Oh, boy. Okay. So we're going across the border. We're like, okay, we're going to go... We're going to walk across the border this time. We're going to be a little bit more responsible. We're going to walk across the border and there's some car full of drunk guys They yell at my my at dave's girlfriend girlfriend at the time they're like hey you know like show us your boobs all this stuff well dave just doesn't like turn and be like guys are drunk it's done dave starts yelling at the guy in the car Come over here you can imagine everything coming out the guy gets out of the car and i'm like oh my goodness once again like i said i was more afraid of my mother than the cops So I I had to go home because I was still living at home. So I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to like break this up? So we're not plus two, like you said. What country are we going to get thrown into jail in?
0: (laughs) Right. um, I've heard Canadian prisons though not not so
1: bad. Yeah, they let you out. They just go. I'm going to go outside for a break. Eh. Okay. eh? Here you go. Come back by dinner. (laughs) Here, here's a donut on the house. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to try and do this. And I'm, like, walking towards it to try and, like, break him and this dude up. And then my friend Brandon starts walking. I'm like, Brandon's going to help me. Brandon's going to be the voice of reason. I don't know why I was thinking that. I was sober at the time, but I don't know why, like, Brandon was going to help me. And Brandon, like Little Mac and Mike Tyson's punch out, walks up to this guy, just silent and then all of a sudden, lays this uppercut right on him. And I'm like, and then at that point, I'm like, we are all going to jail tonight. We are all going to jail. We are done. We It, it is over with. Oh, that's a tough look, bud. But you are my friend. Cause they were moving in the line to get out of Canada. The other guy grabbed his friend away from everything. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Nobody like called anybody to like come and get us. And I'm surprised we even got into Canada. Cause we were pretty much right, right towards the center. I don't know exactly where, what side we were mostly on, but that was, that was it also. Cause I was also smaller and, or I was larger and Dave was smaller. We skipped school one day and we were cruising around, uh, the good old Goat Island and Niagara Falls, and we went over to Three Sisters Island. And Dave, being the little daredevil that he is, was like, "Hey, there's a smaller island in all of these rapids. I'm gonna go over there." And I'm like, "Dude, do not go over there." So he ended up going over there, and come to find out, the only reason why we why we even got caught because we had to get appearance tickets by the park by one of the park rangers. And the only reason why we got caught was because I thought it was cool to get this giant Tennessee bright orange pullover coat and my you know at that time i had to be at least six foot or so got us caught so we're going to the court date and everything else and i'm wearing a nice polo shirt some khakis even though it's just an appearance ticket i'm I'm doing this because my mom, you, have to,
0: you still have to appear yeah you need to worry about your appearance i understand and i, and I appreciate that
1: okay so i did that Dave shows up in a Pink Floyd t-shirt and a pair of jeans. And I'm like, dude, let me call us up together at the same time. And all I'm thinking is, is I am going to have to pay. So much? I'm going to have to pay a fine. And, it's going to be so much. Now I'm going to have to pay my mother back. And then my mother is going to be like the, the the mafia where it's going to be paid back with points. And it's not going to be like interest where money interest. It's I'm going to have to do the dumbest stuff imaginable around the house. All
0: the chores, all the stupid manual labor. Yup.
1: And I was like, uh, I got to do gutters, get up on a ladder. Ooh, thank God. Dave kind of kept his mouth shut and who <laughs> they just threw it out of court and they just told us not to ever do that again. But I was waiting for him to say something because he would have been the one to say something and I'm, but I'm standing up there going, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. And Dave's just kind of like hanging out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not going to be good for us.
0: Oh man. So I have, <laughs> I have one absolutely epic story of, you know, And this is once again, me and Maverick, Maverick and I help, you know, whatever fuck the English language at this point. But uh, <laughs> before I get there, I have one sh- I have a quick one. Do you have a friend that always ruined things, whether it was on purpose or
1: inadvertently? Not so. My brother as we got older, I started labing, ha- labeling him as Buzz Killington. And I got a funny story about that when when you're done with yours. So,
0: so we uh, <laughs> we had the the bread idea. Me and... Now, I'd been to a couple strip clubs up in Canada. I, oddly, Uh, I'm pretty sure I think I've gone twice and both times were, were with Maverick. And so my other buddies, like my high school friends were the one they were like, oh, let's go to Canada. Let's go to a strip club. Like, just let's just let's just go to a strip club. We've never done this. Let's just go. And this was I, I mean, this was nerds on parade. Um, if I described this group to you, it would be you'd be like, I'm sorry, what did you hang out with? And it's funny because like I'm still friends with most of them. But it was just like the, the fact that it took us to like being 20 to look at each other and be like, oh, let's go to the strip clubs up north. Yeah. You know, whatever. It was just not a thing that we'd ever done. And we got on the topic the one night we'll be like, you know, oh, strip club. I've never been to a strip club. Like what? You never been to Canada? Like, and we decided to do it. So we, we all meet at my buddy Poe's house and we're like, Hey man, like, all right, before we get in the car to go to Canada, everybody check your wallet, make sure you have money and make sure you have your ID because you can't get to Canada without your ID. And it's not going to be any fun to do the strip club if you don't have money. And every uh, five, there were six of us that were going. Five of us pulled out our wallets, checked to make sure we had money and ID. One dude, one mother effer goes, Uh, we all drove here. Of course, we have our licenses on us. And I look at him and I go, I swear to God, if we get to the border and you don't have your Friggin' license we're leaving you we're leaving you at the border like you are not ruining this we get like and we're all driving whatever having a good time we get to the border we get to the rainbow bridge and as we're pulling up we're literally at the point of no return so if we go any further we're not going to be able to not go to the brit like to the border crossing and we hear him go oh fuck and the whole car went are you kidding me he goes "Uh, i i don't I don't have my license. I don't know where it is. I'm like, get out, just get out. And the other guys in the car, are like, no, we can't like leave him at the Denny's right there. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that that would be. Poor, poor choice and blah, blah, blah. And like, so we ended up not going. And to this day, I'm not sure if he actually didn't have his license or if he was just like messing with us and like was irritated that I said, like, that I called him out on, you know, because I'm like, listen, dude, I drive without my license on me all the time. Like, I drive like 10 minutes one way, 10 minutes the other way. Like, legitimately, regularly, I don't have my license on me, which is stupid at 20 years old. But I'm like, what is the fact that I drove here mean? I I must have my license on me. That's not how cars work. <laughs> like, enough, right? we, we get to the board and we ended up going to. To, uh, an adult store and getting it was like, um like, buy three, get two free DVDs or something, and then decided it was a good idea to go back to the dude's house we all met at and pop one in on his big screen. And then it was just six dudes staring at porn on a big screen, like, awkwardly. And I'm like, okay, this is a dumb idea. Let's leave. And, like, 10 years later, we were at uh, the one dude's house for, like, a bonfire or something. He's like, oh, by the way, I burned these for everybody. What? <laughs> First off, who still has a DVD player? And second, like, why do I want this? That woman's probably dead. What is that, a Christmas present? <laughs> right, it was, like... And so like we, we because we were out of fire we we're like wait and do you have the originals he's like yeah they're right here and we just threw them all on the fire we just burned all the deal we're like this this does not ever need to be a thing that gets like remembered as we get older but here I am telling the story on a podcast we lived forever
1: we did our first little strip club adventure was we were already in Canada we used to go to what is it Eastside Mario's and there was some oh, what was it called the Concord yes and it was pretty, pretty much the underbelly of canadian strip clubs so we decided to go there and our friend steve is way beyond drunk and we're sitting there my first thought was sitting there is i forgot in my head that dollars in canada are in coin form and (laughs) so i'm watching these old guys flip coins at the stripper on stage and i'm thinking to myself how rude is that that you can't just give her a dollar bill and then it came clicked in my head that that was them giving a dollar but steve was getting he was a little bit too drunk towards the end of the night and one of the strippers brought i don't know like a blanket out on a stage And he decided to yell, why is she got a blanket? Is she taking us all on a damn picnic? And we're like, oh, like, he's like, not just, you know, like, hey, why is she got like, you just talk about like everybody like
0: blurted out loud.
1: Yeah. And if he thought one didn't look too good, he would blurt it. And we were like, yeah, that's it. So in the falls, this is the second one that we did was I remember this because I was on my 10 day leave. I want to say from boot camp and we're in my friend Steve's boat r- river room because he lived right on the Niagara River. And we're like, Hey, you know what we've never done is we never gone to the portage house and the portage house is not the most wasn't the most upscale place. So we were like, we need to go to the portage house. Before we do anything, we're 21 years old. We don't got to worry about going to Canada. We can drink there. We know we're getting in. And we went to the porridge house, and we instantly regretted it from that moment on. We played pool the whole entire night. <laughs> I think we played two games, and then we left. But to talk about my brother is later on, he's become what we refer to as buzz killington and he just doesn't like ruin it like your friend did with the license i mean he shuts down the power he goes right to the power company and he just flips the switch and it's just i have never gone from drunk out of my mind to like sober in five seconds until i started hanging out with him just like recently he used to win 97 rock uh what is that like happy hour at buck and Buffalo's. i don't even know if buck and buffaloes is still open i down on like you know like in the chippewa area
0: um i don't know i don't go down there so i couldn't tell you
1: so would you go there you get drinks you know they would have food and stuff like that and he invited of more it was more of his friend but he was also my friend our friend shiro that's his last name but (laughs) his friend shiro so we're partying and we haven't seen shiro in like years And years and everything else, and he used to go out with this girl that my brother and I knew, and her last name was it was Balowski, but I believe it was something like that. But we called her Ballsy. Yeah, standard. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I, <laughs> yeah, I figured. Yeah, it. that totally that totally makes sense in my brain.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would make sense to you. Most people, I gotta explain it to you to them. They're like, was she like, was she like big and bold? No, no, it's just ballsy. Her last name was like Balowski or something like that. We just call her Ballsy. So yeah,
0: that, that that's a short walk for my brain.
1: Yeah. So Shiro used to go out with this girl Ballsy, and then he started talking about her throughout the night. You know, you could You get drunk sometimes, you talk about your ex, and he went out with her for like years. So we're talking, and we're sitting there, and we moved the party from a from one bar to another bar, and we're still talking, and Ballsy passed away. So we were not going to tell John, or we're not going to tell Shiro that. We're not going to tell him. So my brother, in my mind, I wasn't going to tell him, you know, something later on. We're having a good time. Why not just do it? So all of a sudden, he's still talking. He's like, yeah, you know, I wish that, you know... I could see Balsy again, you know, have a good time like this and everything else. I just talked to her. And then all of a sudden my brother goes, you know, Balsy's been dead for like two years. And I'm like, Oh, there we go. Thanks a lot, buddy. And just <laughs> <smashed> <laughs> life out of that room. I think we just pretty much after about two minutes of like consoling him and explaining the story, we were like, yeah, we're going home now. Bye see ya so my brother forever since that moment if i do if he we do any type of drinking or partying i just refer to him as buzz killington and
0: Uh, you have to
1: he just like i've never gone from like oh my goodness i think i might be blackout drunk to oh i'm sober let's go just operate heavy machinery because that's how i feel right now because he just sucked the life completely out of the room
0: yeah that's that's tough
1: like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the next day, I was like, you couldn't have, like, waited? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Like, the next day, been like, hey, I know you were talking about it, but this is what happened. Like, you couldn't just, like, let us have a good time? Now he's got to drive home with that in the rattling in his brain. Right. So my oh, my brother man. is Buzz Killington.
0: Uh, so my last one here. Uh, This is this is one of the biggest ones of my life. And and like one of the biggest ones of my life without like potentially incriminating myself in any way. But uh, we had this is me and Maverick again, and my man Mav has never had the the best approach to like attracting women. Um, He at one point in his life, he thought the measure of a man was the size of the thing that swung between your legs and nothing else. Um, And how and and then step two was how you used it and how often, Um, you know, so like conversation not important um yeah just it just kind of how he was right and my man looks to me the one day he's like yo i need your help i need i need a wingman that i'm like what's going on he goes well listen he goes there's this girl you know so and so and i was like yeah she you know sure she plays on the 23 and under team here so you know she's here practicing a couple days a week and he's like yeah he goes like you know he goes, i was talking to her i got her number and like, i asked her to like hang out and she said she would but it's like she like just she would feel more comfortable the first time if she brought a friend and I brought a friend, make it like a double date. All right, buddy, look, sure, sure, why not? He's like, all right, like we're we're probably gonna go out like like Saturday, like I'll figure it out will we'll, I'll let you know what we're doing. I was like, all right. He's like, all right, we good for Saturday? Yeah, sure. What are we doing? He's like, All right, here's the deal. I got a hotel room. What? Like, you got a hotel room? Like what? then what? he goes, Yeah. He goes, I got a hotel room. Um, I asked him what kind of like what kind of booze they wanted. So they wanted like, I don't know, smearing off ice or something, whatever women drank back then. What sorry, whatever underage eighteen and ups drank back then. Fair off. Yeah. So and he he got us like a thirty rack at Keystone or whatever the beer of cheapness was that day. And uh, sort of like whatever. And we show up and he has those meetings. He's like listen, like we you know we can't like they they don't have fakes. I do, but you know, and he's of age. He's twenty one. So like we can't go to a bar. Like we I don't have a place. He doesn't have a place. Like you know I mean I'm I'm at college at the time, so I'm not spending money on renting an, an apartment. In Buffalo, when I'm only there three three to four months of the year, so he's like, "Oh, this was the idea. Like, we can hang out, we can drink, we can, you know, whatever. And you know, if we get too drunk, nobody has to drive. It can be, it can be fine." And I'm like, "That's about as well thought out as that's ever going to get." Because, hey, first date, I got us a hotel room. Just screams not okay. Just like that's swing and a miss, big shooter. And my man, <laughs> this guy, I swear to God, we get to the hotel, we. Like get in the room, put like the booze and stuff and everything in the room, and then we're sitting there in our in like back in the car waiting for them. And I looked at him, I was like, "Bro, you walked up there with a small bag, like like a grocery bag, like you like the booze. You, you brought your computer, so we have music to listen to. Like, what else was he's like? Oh, I brought condoms. What do you think is going to happen here? Like, we're we're in a we're in a du- like a room with two double beds. Like, what do you really think is going to happen here? Sure enough, the girls show up, and it is very blatant. First off, that she is like, I kind of came to, like, say we tried and have them hopefully leave me alone. And the friend she brought, uh, they pull up next to us and we're in my car. And I drive at the time I drove a Saturn SC2. So it's basically a, a plastic roller skate with a motor. And they pull up in a similar beater style car. And I look and I'm like, OK, there's the girl I know. And I'm like, oh, there's this like blonde who kind of has like a cute face and then she rolls out of the car and rolls some more out of the car and then pulls her other leg out and rolls the rest of that out and i'm like oh my god and then not only that but she was a bitch like this girl had no interest in being there no like nothing I'm like, and i look at him i'm like that's
1: why they brought her
0: i'm like i'm gonna slap you i'm absolutely like i should just leave like i should leave you here and leave so we go in the room and. Next thing you know, he plays nothing but country music. My man loves country music, and that's fine. I like country, but like it's not everyone's cup of tea the problem is if you agree with if you don't agree with him he will find country music that you like or he- come hell or high water and these girls specifically the one who was a bitch was not having it she was a rap fan and country was terrible and it didn't matter and these two just this was oil and water and eventually they get in a, like an argument she like puts the dude's laptop in the hallway and then closes the door when he goes to get it so he can't get back in and now he's pound, he's pounding on the door and i'm like we're gonna have a freaking cops called out. I was like, what are we doing here? And they finally let him back in. And all of a sudden, he's just like, whatever. This is stupid. Let's just whatever. And then the girl... The, like the, the one girl looks and goes what's that instead of putting the bag with the condoms in a drawer somewhere or out of sight in any way he just put them in the open undercarriage thing of the bedside table so the bag could be seen <laughs> so now these girls find the bag of condoms and go oh what did you guys think was going to happen here and I piped up immediately that wasn't me <laughs> listen I got dragged here because my man needed a wingman I was not told the plan or the idea I just showed up and the other girl was like yeah me too and then the girl he was there with was like well that was forward and presumptuous um I am not sleeping with you, and the night went to hell to the point that they they were leaving, and all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up, saying like, "Oh, they're gonna call the cops because we bought booze for underage, you know, for people who weren't twenty one, and all this other crap." We're like, "Listen, we used a fake ID to get the room, so feel free to call the cops and send them here. We won't be here when they get here, and there'll be no sign of anything. So kind of on your own there. Well, if you guys aren't gonna use the room, like both of our parents think we're sleeping at the other one's house, can we use the room? No, (laughs) like absolutely not. And so I'm like, "All right." listen, none of us can really go home right now. All of our parents expect us not home tonight. There's nowhere else to go. Like he's fine. He's relaxed. Come back upstairs and let's just call it a night. So they come back upstairs and all of a sudden my man's like, all right, well, whatever. Like I'm going to have another beer and go to bed. And like, he goes to get on one bed and he goes, Josh, you got the other bed. And the girls are like, Oh, hell no. Like, like the the girl he brought was like, I'm not sleeping. I'm not, I'm not sleeping in that bed with you. The other girl was like, well, I'm not sleeping in that bed with him." And I'm like, "Listen." These beds are way too small. I am not going nuts to butts with my with my man over there. I'll sleep on the damn floor. And the two girls go, why? The three of us can share a bed. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh-huh. So this dude, this dude is now furious. Uh-huh. And he like he he ends up finangling the situation where he's like, listen, like Jaws is a big dude. Like there's no way three of you are comfortably fitting in that bed. And there's like he helped me pay for the room. Like he's not sleeping on the floor. And like the just just to save face, the girl he brought was like, fine, but don't don't touch me. And this whole story culminates with us leaving the next morning. Everything was fine. Nobody called the cops, nothing. And we go back to our place of employment and we walk in very blatantly worse than wear. I hardly slept because this girl, the girl that the other girl brought, like so the friend kept trying to accost me. And I was like, no, <laughs> no means no, don't touch me. And that's how bad this night was. So we go back to where we work, where his truck was. We walk in. I'm like, I need a goddamn Gatorade and like a Butterfinger or something off the snack rack. Like, so we walk in and our boss is there and he's like, what? So we tell him this story along with the, the guy, the other guy working and they're dying laughing. And all of a sudden, bring this girl's texting me not the not the attractive one that like the original date was with her the other one and they're like she's texting you i'm like yeah like erica must have given her my number like because me and the me and the other girl were talking like to try to settle things and calm everything everybody down like she must have given her given her my number she's like she's asking me for money for a bus ticket to chicago like i i kid you not this girl like Uh, like she claims she got home and her parents were pissed that she spent the night somewhere and apparently she didn't tell them she was spending the night somewhere so they were pissed when she never came home and got in a huge fight with her mom and now she's going to live with her uncle in chicago but the only way she can get there because she doesn't have a car is a bus and needs me to buy her a bus ticket i can you know spoiler alert i didn't buy her a bus ticket and i blocked her number um and i've actually ended up like talking to and uh, becoming some, like friends with the original girl from the story, and we laugh about this regularly.
1: You ever make it to scandality? <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know. And frankly, uh, like uh, from what I understand, from what this girl has updated me on via Facebook, uh, she has a couple kids with potentially different people uh, okay. in kind of a broken home situation. So okay. Yeah, like th- this This was my man who got me into some some deep stuff that like when I start telling a story about my man Maverick, a lot of some of my friends are like, oh, no, is this the hotel story? <laughs> and I say hotel. It was a red roof inn, or like a motel sex. It was and it's not even like he went for a classy one. It was like, well, oh, 40 bucks a night. Great. <laughs> and he needed me to, to throw 20 bucks at him to do it. Paid in cash. Remember when you could pay for a hotel room in cash?
1: Yeah. You didn't even need the credit card. God, that story is
0: awful. My boss, lo- like my old boss loves telling it, loves it. He brought it up like two weeks ago. I told him, like, listen, you keep bringing the story up. I'm, I'm going to make you pay for my therapy. I'm going to send you an invoice.
1: I just love it that she asked you for a bus ticket.
0: Right. Like, hey, can you sp-, like it was like, hey, can you spare me 80 bucks for a bus ticket? Like, it's $80. Oh, well, no, it's like 45, but I need the other money for food. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, man, that was brutal. That was a tough night. That was a tough night in my life. That sounds like it. That was when I decided I need to start started to make better life friend, uh, life friend choices. Yeah. I didn't, but I decided I should. I hear
1: you. <laughs> That's uh-huh. a good one. That was a damn good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we used to do, because I knew about paying for cash and not needing a credit card. And then, like you said with the fake ID, because we used to do hotel parties. And my friends went up to, my friend Dave, once again, and my friend Jay went up to Toronto to get fake IDs. And the name that my friend Dave used on his ID was my friend Jay's dead grandfather? So when when they would book a room, it was under the name of my friend's dad's grand dead grandfather. So even like you like that, you couldn't trace. What are you can do trace it back to a dead guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that guy totally didn't stay here that night. <laughs>
1: They would, we've had the cops called and then you know people have uh, ransacked ransacked the room my friend Steve stole the TV and ran down the street with it and then hid it in some bush later on the best was when we we ran out of toilet paper i was like we don't got no toilet paper my friend dave was like wait a minute and this is how nice of an area this was right next to the hotel was a trailer park this kid stole all of the damn mail and then brought it over. And I'm like, "You cannot take people's mail." He was like, "Why?" He said, "You need a toilet paper. There's nobody toilet paper. Nobody's going to the store." I'm like, you "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's that's <laughs> wild. He would get to the point where you had to explain to him that you know federal law.
0: Yeah, federal law says you can't do
1: that. This is a he got once pulled over by our dare officer. <laughs>
0: oh, that's fantastic! Dare was the worst program ever. Yeah, I go, like statistically speaking.
1: Like, <laughs> did you look at Officer Jones we and go, "Well, I guess I didn't keep that promise." He would always claim that he he got into he ran into a tree and he claimed the tree jumped out at him.
0: They they, they do move. <laughs> I've seen Lord of the Rings.
1: If you were to meet him now and see his life now, you would have been like, "Wow, wow!" That, that <laughs> you cannot how did this happen? Yeah, you could not be the same person that you, that you were just that I've heard these stories of. Jesus, uh, <laughs> that's great. Like when he was having his first kid, I was like, "Who, who, who said you could have children?"
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that guy's a dad.
1: Yeah. he still does some crazy stuff. He came to my son's birthday party, and uh, my son was turning for And he made sure that he wrote in his birthday card, do not drink and drive. <laughs> so that was, that's, that's pretty much how Dave looks at things. But thank you for coming on and sharing some great stories from your, you know, just childhood and into, into early adulthood. Thank you very much. Oh, jeez! <laughs> now they're out there. Now they sure. get a everybody. Yeah. The whole world knows. But you do have other podcasts. That, I do. Yes. Like I said, I just say from many podcasts, but tell everybody about your podcast.
0: All right. So we have Hats Stats and Stats, which is a Buffalo Centric Pro Sports podcast. We have Tip the Cap Podcast, which is a uh based on prep amateur high school and college baseball in the Western New York area and abound. And then there's Common Debauchery, which is basically stories like this, but uh because I know more people that know me, those are a little bit tamer. Uh, we just talk about, it's, I, I refer to it as the podcast about nothing. And then uh, I am a co-host on the two point conversation on Wednesdays on the discussion topics, episodes every week as well. And uh, podducers has kind of taken a, a, has been railroaded by the fact that my one, my, my, my co-host whose idea it was uh, does never really seem to care to record. So
1: check out the, some of the producer episodes as well too, so I definitely would recommend that but check out check out jaws he's probably uh from what I know just mingling inside of the network he's probably definitely top. he's top five personality because there's some, yeah. other, there's some other, I, I would say you're top five if i had to take top five from the shows that i've listened to and the people that i've known the people that have come <laughs> on my show you're definitely top five top three it's kind of hard i think you're you're right there with johnny maybe for one and two
0: really yeah See, me, and, me and johnny used to joke like when we did uh when we were doing the network sports talk show that fell off the face of the fucking planet yeah. um we talked that we were going to do a Jaws versus Johnny or Johnny versus Jaws show, like kind of a special thing where the two of us just got together, just butt heads on stuff.
1: Yeah, I would have to say you, you and Johnny are definitely up there, but make uh, sure to check out all of Jaws' wonderful podcasts and check out all the other podcasts on the BICBP radio network. And that is where you can catch new episodes of Let's Talk with No Politics. Okay. Every Friday, or I'm sorry, every Sunday, every. Monday. Friday is bonus episodes on the Helium Radio Network at 7 p.m. Eastern and check out the YouTube channel for great Let's Play and other videos and go check out the Facebook page for great content. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon and good night.